Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. In this episode, you're going to learn exactly why interview podcasts really really suck in 2022. Welcome to How to Get Your First 100,000 Podcast Listeners, where we talk about the very granular how-to tactics, as well as the big picture thinking you need to grow and multiply your listener base. My name is Luis Diaz. Let's dive in. What is going on, my friend? Welcome back or welcome for the first time to the podcast dedicated to helping you launch a successful, high-ranking, profitable podcast that helps you grow your online business. I know that was a mouthful. I'm still working on the 10-word description for this show, but today's episode is going to be really dedicated around something that's taken me probably like five or six years to really realize. And I didn't stumble upon this. I didn't like, you know, hop out of bed and say, I'm going to do an episode on why podcasts suck or why I interview podcasts suck. I, I did this through speaking with a lot of good friends in the industry, speaking with a lot of our own clients, looking at the data um, on who's making money, who's not, what's the, what's the big differentiator here, um, and all of that to really come up with this hypothesis or maybe just an opinion really of why interview podcasts suck. And, and honestly, to be 100% frank, like, I advise and I advise most of our clients nowadays to do to not do them, to absolutely not do them. And I'll get into those reasons why. I'm also going to caveat this in saying I still do some podcast interviews. I'm not saying you shouldn't do interviews altogether. I'm saying you should be more selective and not do an exclusive interview only kind of show. All right. But before we get into that, let me just make sure I step back and and really really speak to the right person here. Okay. So if you're an online business owner who's looking to launch and grow a podcast, it's going to help you make more money and get more, uh, get more notability or authority in your space. Like I'd say 97% of our clients are looking to do, then this applies directly to you. If you're somebody who is maybe you're like you're in Hollywood and you just want to interview other actors, totally fine. That advice is not for you, but if you have an offer, a service, a course, 
um, a coaching program, a mastermind, and, and you want to be a bigger authority and you know you've got some good stuff to share, then typically interviews are not going to be the way you're going to want to share them. This episode is brought to you by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio quality podcasts anywhere. Now, for me, one of the biggest changes I made this year was switching my podcast recording software from Zoom over to Riverside. And quickly after I made that switch, I had my team purchase about a dozen accounts for every one of our new clients. And here's why. Riverside has unbelievably high recording quality, regardless of your guest's internet quality. Meaning if your guest is in a place that has horrible internet quality, Riverside is going to help you. You are not going to have to reschedule or try and patch together a choppy interview like you would have to do with other softwares. Secondly, it's really easy to use. I had no prior experience with Riverside, and it was very easy for me to figure out how to navigate over to starting my first recording and doing a few test runs with it when I first got into the software. That's something for me I really love because I'm not the most techie guy. Um, you know, Sorry to say it for people who think I'm techie, but I'm definitely not. So this was really easy and really great for me to know that um, I was going to have no problems sending this and sharing this with other clients who um, are even worse than me, dare I say. And last, this is my favorite part. Once you're done, you can actually split the tracks. So you can split your audio and video tracks up. There will be audio tracks for you, audio tracks for your guests, and then the same for video, which saves a ton of time in post-production. So if you haven't already, I strongly suggest checking out Riverside.fm. And if you love it, then I want to help you save 15% off your plan. Just type in Luis, L-U-I-S, at checkout, and you will get 15% off your plan. Okay, and don't don't burn me at the stakes for this, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why you should do interviews or, or how to use interviews and the really the benefit behind them in my experience at least. Um, you know, after I go through these four big reasons as to why you shouldn't do interviews. Okay, so there's there's a place for interviews in your strategy. However, it is not it cannot be like the entire thing. It cannot be the forefront. And I strongly believe that after looking at the data, looking at our our top clients and really understanding why this is happening. So to dive into it, I'll dive into some smaller things and we'll get into some more bigger foundational things here as well. But essentially, there's four key reasons why I personally don't like interviews. Okay, number one is that they are a pain in the ass to schedule, to go back and forth, rescheduling, rebooking, canceling, following up. Um, If you have an assistant like I do, or you have a Calendly account or whatever, like, yeah, it's easier, don't get me wrong. However, it still is a pain and it takes away energy and it also can mess with your production time. If you have interviews set up and then they all cancel or if you have an interview for next week or for for the next week's episode and it cancels, now you've got to scramble to make something else in place of that or you just missed that week or you do something else. I don't know. But for me, I found having having it be 100% on me and not have to worry about anybody showing up is way easier. And is it's just for me, it's less energy, less, you know, having to worry about any kind of, you know, issues with booking, none of that. So number one is that it takes away or it's the back and forth scheduling and rescheduling of interviews is a pain in the butt and is a drawback from interview shows. Think about the experts you want to get on your show. Think about how many podcasts they've been on. Um, Nine times out of 10, like, you're probably going to get the same interview next anyways. 
if you don't do good research, which is my next point. But to, to, to end this first piece off here, scheduling interviews is a pain in the butt. They're super busy and they may not make it, especially if you're a new show just starting out. Now, if you're a bigger established show, then you probably have no problem with that. But if you're someone who's new into podcasting, then this may be an issue. So scheduling is a pain in the butt. Number two, like I was just saying, it is, if you think about the people you want to bring on the show, a lot of them have probably already been on podcasts. So if, in order for you to do a unique, a unique episode that's different from all the other, um, all the other interviews they've done, you're going to have to do a lot of research and you're going to have to ask me very different questions. And sometimes guests, they just want to do their same spiel, that same stuff they've done, they've done for every other episode they've been on and then just go home. They don't want to do anything different. So they're not even up to play ball. So doing the research, asking different questions, that takes a lot of time. We have clients that do that and it takes them three to four, five, even five hours to prep and get ready and study and ask the questions. And even me as, a, as when I was a freelancer for, for, for clients for a few years back, I was um, doing this part and it's extremely tedious to find and listen to old interviews to make sure you're not asking the same kind of questions. So now in today's world, 2022, we have um, a lot of competition. There's two to three million podcasts out there. Um, this person you're interviewing has probably been on maybe a dozen or so plus podcasts. How are you going to stand out from those other interviews? It's frankly, it, it's it's a lot of work for. I don't know how much more value it's going to bring. Like, I don't know how much how much revenue or or growth that's going to bring to your show. You know, for all that extra effort, I really couldn't tell you. So for me, I'd rather just not do it. So that's the second thing. That's the second reason why I'm not a huge fan of interviews. That's why I, I tend to lean away from them nine times out of 10. Number three, and this is the big one for me, especially if you're an online business owner and you got into podcasting originally because you want to become more of an expert or be seen as more of an expert or um, be a, a credible source of information. Interview shows take you away. They take you out of the driver's seat from being the focus of the episode. And that may sound selfish. But if it's your show and you want to be seen as the expert, then you shouldn't have a, a new guest on every single episode. It takes the focus away from you. It takes you out of the driver's seat. Now the, get, the listener is focusing on their story, their message, their offer, their problems, and their everything. So can you have interviews on a podcast? Absolutely. Sprinkle in one or two or three there, here and there. But you need to make sure you have this pillar content, that what we call it, Pillar content that actually establishes you as a credible source of information, the guy or gal who knows what they're doing, and the person that they should hire or work with or reach out to when they have a problem they need to solve. That is what you should be anchoring or positioning yourself as, not as just another talking head who interviews people about their stories and their troubles and their, their success and their failures. Totally fine if you don't want to sell anything and you don't want to be seen as an expert. And there, yes, there is something to say about like getting big name guests on because like they're they're now part of your network or their you kind of their credibility or whatnot rubs off on you. Like I get that and that's important, but it shouldn't be every episode because it's pretty easy to listen to an interview show and listen for ten episodes and not really know anything about the get the host. Because the host is sitting there just asking the questions. You know nothing about this person. So you probably wouldn't even care much about them. You may like what they do, but would you maybe buy something from them? I don't know. 
you know, unless it's a course on how to become an interviewer, then that's probably the, the, the only thing you'd buy from them. But that's what, that's the, the third thing there is that it removes you from being the expert that you actually are, getting, you, getting seen as the expert you actually are. And last part here. So last one we covered, it's a pain in the butt to reschedule. It's, it takes you away from being the expert. It um, is saturated. Um, there's a lot of interview podcasts out there. It's very saturated, so it's harder to create unique content. The last thing here is something when it comes to creating multiple pieces of, of, of content, it's going to be a bit of a pain, is that it's, it's harder to repurpose. It's harder to repurpose because you have to sift through a conversation. And now if you're trying to find clips of you saying stuff that's insightful, actionable, et cetera, et cetera, it's going to be a little bit harder. So if, if you have a team, some, somebody working for you in-house, or you have an agency, then it's going to be typically harder for them to pull out content that's unique and special and, and impactful in an interview setting for you than it is if they have a solo of you, right? So from a repurposing standpoint, I can probably get what is a nine or 10, 10, 11 minute episode, I can probably get three to four clips out of this. But if I interviewed somebody for 30, 40 minutes and I was asking all the questions, it might be harder to get, harder to get, you know, more than that, more content than that out. So that's why last piece there, that's why interviews are not generally going to be a good idea. If you're trying to become a thought leader, or the expert, you can totally have them every now and then, but I would not have the strictly interview show. Not a good idea. Now, that is not to say I, that like, I'd be a hypocrite if I said I don't do interviews because if you've listened to the show at any length of time, you know I do interviews and I love inviting friends and guests on. However, I, I do it for a couple of different reasons. All right, Number one, I know it's not an audience building thing. Can, if the guest promotes the podcast, will it happen? Will they, will they get a few listeners over to the show? Maybe. Um, and if I had bigger guests on, maybe that was the case. But for my personal show and my situation, I know that I don't get on guests for audience growth. That's just me personally. It may happen. It could happen. Other people have said it happened. It helps. Definitely. I can see where that happens. But for me personally, I don't use it for that. I use podcast guesting or getting, sorry, getting people on my show for three main things. And I found these things to be too far outweigh other benefits that sometimes people talk about it talk about when it comes to getting having guests on. Number one, for me, it builds my network, obviously, right? It's going to help me build my network and connect with cool people. So if you're doing, maybe, let's just say three solos a month, and then you have one interview show a, a month. So you have four total, three are solo, one's, one's with a big name guest. That's, that's cool. I would suggest that. I'd say it's probably a good strategy because um, you're still able to build your network a little bit, but you're also keeping the focus of the content as positioning you as the authority. So that's the first thing, networking. Obviously, it's going to help getting you um, in, in front of people who are really, really powerful. Number two, I've found it to be super, super incredibly powerful for creating JV partnerships. If you are a business owner, let's just say you run a, a coaching business for, you know, for entrepreneurs, coaching business for entrepreneurs, helping them with their mindset. If you have somebody on your podcast who can also help entrepreneurs, now you guys can partner, do a partnership and JV. If you have the same audience, you can offer your services to their audience. They can offer their services to your audience. Um, similar, very, very, very easy way to do business, easier way to expand your business and network as well. Okay. So networking, creating JV opportunities, and last but not least is referrals. 
Um, I've had podcast guests refer us clients, which is amazing. And I'm super, super, super thankful. Um, they've also referred us, you know, uh, you know, other like people we've hired or they've referred us other guests. So referrals and, and any rep mean not just business wise, but like, you know, if you're looking to hire somebody, if you're looking to, um, you know, get connected for something personal, like podcast guests, their network is awesome because they'll refer you to some amazing people. So networking referrals, creating JV opportunities, really cool things. I think that's where the real value lies when you're getting on other people in your show. Granted, if you have Oprah on your show, yeah, you're probably going to have some good, some, some good audience growth as well. But for most of our clients, for most people listening to this, if you're an online entrepreneur, uh, Oprah's not coming on your podcast or somebody gigantic like that's probably not going to come on. So take, take it with a grain of salt. Um, that is it for this episode though. I will say that is my stance on podcast interviews. If you're an expert, keep the focus, maybe 70, 30, you versus other people. That way, when new listeners show up, they're not just listening to a bunch of interviews. They're hearing your story, your message, your, your advice, your expertise. And now it's keeping the focus and the traffic on you. All right. That's just my thoughts. Would love to hear what you think about it. Maybe I'm totally flipping wrong in your eyes. Love to hear about it. Or maybe I'm right. I don't know. But you can shoot me an email, Lewis, L-U-I-S at top10podcast.com. That's my direct email, by the way. So if you have a question or something like that you want me to answer on the show, that is the best way to get a hold of me. So until next time, my friend, take care. See you later. Hey, Lewis again. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope you took something away that's going to help you on your journey towards launching a top ranking podcast that get 100,000 listeners or more, ideally more. Now, remember the focus of this show is to help business owners launch podcasts that add more profit to their bottom line and more authority and credibility to their name. That's what we're about here on this podcast. Now, if that's you and you want help launching your podcast and getting it to rank in the top 100 of your category or your money back, then maybe my team and I can help you. But hold on. I do not want you to take my word for it. We all know that you can go on YouTube and learn how to launch a podcast. You can hire a million different companies and freelancers and consultants to help you. So I'd rather you hear from other business owners just like you who have gone through our process, gotten the results, and love what they have built. Check it out. Once I hired Lewis, he helped organize the entire show, the pre-launch, the contest. We had an epic contest, which is all Lewis is masterminding and uh, his whole organization of how to do that. We had over 107,000 entries into this contest. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, don't think twice because the investment is worth tenfold, not two or threefold, tenfold, tenfold for what you invest with Lewis. Only a matter of a few weeks, the podcast got launched. They also supported me through the entire launching process, how to communicate with my audience to maximize the results. And when it did launch within a few days, uh, we made it to the top 50 in two different countries. Uh, we get about 25,000 downloads a month and the podcast has literally completely changed my business. 
My podcast right now has 10x my business, and that's not an exaggeration. When I started working with Lewis, I was making about 40K a month. Right now, my business is making $400,000 a month, and I credit a lot of that to the podcast. And then when they listen to one episode of the podcast, they'll listen to another episode of the podcast, and then that cold lead will turn into a warm lead that turns into a hot lead that becomes my customer. Right now, I have 775 active clients, and a lot of those people found us because of the podcast. Luis Diaz is the man. He knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to starting a podcast. He knows exactly what he's talking about in terms of getting your podcast to 100,000 downloads. Because right now my podcast has over 225,000 downloads and it's been about a year and seven months. I didn't just want to do a podcast. I wanted to do it the right way. We are at number two in the parenting category of Apple Podcasts the week that we launched. We're now hanging tight in the top 25. Could not have done any of this without your assistance, Lewis. Literally, I keep asking Lewis, like, how can I give you more money? Like, what else can we do together? Because literally working with you has changed my life. It's changed my podcast. It's bigger than that. It's changed my business. Lewis Diaz, badass podcast growth expert.